You're listening to From the Front Lines, a special podcast from WUFT during the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will serve to provide an update on Florida's response to coronavirus with a particular focus on North Central Florida. In addition to news and important information, From the Front Lines will feature a member of the community who is working to keep the community safe or running during these challenging times. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and this is From the Front Lines. Alachua County government has now opened what it calls a COVID-19 community resource portal. A media release says it's for requesting assistance, asking questions, and reporting people who are not following the county's emergency orders. It's not a phone number. You have to access it through the Alachua County website or the county Facebook page. A countywide voluntary burn ban has been issued for Marion County. This is due to the COVID-19 state of emergency and the need for first responders and equipment to be available for coronavirus assistance. The voluntary ban affects the city of Ocala and unincorporated Marion County. It will remain in effect until the end of the COVID-19 state of emergency. The voluntary burn ban urges residents to cease all outdoor burning that has not been specifically permitted by the Florida Division of Forestry, as well as the use of any fireworks, sparklers, flares, or other pyrotechnic devices except for public displays requiring a permit. Campfires may be permitted within designated recreational areas only, pursuant to applicable regulations and guidelines. The Suwannee River Water Management District will keep district-managed recreation lands open for individual and small group day use in its 15-county region to provide the public with recreational opportunities during the coronavirus pandemic. However, all campgrounds and campsites remain closed, but still remain open for day use. Recreational users are reminded to follow the direction of Governor Ron DeSantis and to uphold Center for Disease Control guidance to practice social distancing by avoiding gatherings larger than 10 people and distancing themselves a minimum of 6 feet from others. Florida Senator Rick Scott voted for the $2 trillion coronavirus spending bill, but he was one of four members of the GOP who tried to block the bill because of generous unemployment benefits. These employers are going to need these workers to rebuild this economy. Uh, so we cannot be paying people more money uh, on unemployment with it than what they would get paid in their job. Some unemployed may be eligible for jobless benefits that are higher than their original pay. Governor DeSantis says rising unemployment and forcing people to stay home may cause people long-term mental health consequences. Federal numbers released today show the highest number of jobless claims in American history, with more than 3 million people filing for unemployment last week nearly five times as many as during the peak of the Great Recession. The governor has made efforts to limit person-to-person contact through closures and executive orders, but he's avoided a more hardline statewide approach, citing concerns about intensifying the virus's negative impact on the state's economy and the mental health of residents. I really worry about suicide, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, domestic abuse, child abuse, if this is allowed to go for months and months on end. More than 74,000 Floridians filed for unemployment last week, according to figures from the U.S. Department of Labor. Joining other grocers like Publix and Kroger, Southeastern Grocers, the parent company of local Winn-Dixie stores, will begin installing protective plexiglass partitions in all stores. The grocer will also enforce additional social distancing protocols and adhere to stricter store occupancy regulations to further safeguard customers and associates from the spread of COVID-19 in the communities it serves. Despite being closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Alachua County Supervisor of Elections is still holding his canvassing board meeting Friday to certify the results of this past presidential primary and city races. WUFT's Josh Williams spoke with the Supervisor of Elections, Kim A. Barden, about what she's doing to complete this past election and plan for the virus's impact on the next election. 
tell me what's going on at the Supervisor of Elections office right now with all of this going on. Well, right now our office is um, closed to the public, actually the building, which also housed the property appraiser. But uh, we are still providing services to our customer customers via um, you know, phone calls, um, as well as um, internet, online services. If uh, we have candidates that need to make appointments, you know, we, we will also see them as well. Most of the things that are needed can be done over uh, online or over the phone. We're still, uh, you know, taking calls uh, and calling voters back. Uh, so we're still doing providing services. We just the building is not open to the public. Are you all worried about this pandemic at all? Well, um, yeah, I think we all should be worried about it. Uh, but uh, in terms of how we're interacting with the public, we're just making sure that we're following everything. Our concerns, of course, is preparing for a primary election as well as a general election because we don't know um, you know, what the future is going to be in terms of how we service our voters. Uh, but um, we want to encourage voters to uh, request vote by mail. Um, and so, you know, with this pass, uh, with the presidential preference primary election, we did uh, have, uh, and, and we understand that concerns of our uh, poll workers, um, um, working on election day. So we did um, have quite a few poll workers that canceled. We were able to um, have uh, other poll workers, new poll workers, standby poll workers uh, fill in for those. Uh, and, and, you know, we carried on our election. And so we really appreciate those um, folks that said yes, they were willing to come and serve and we provided uh, training for them as well. So we were able to cover all our precincts uh, and have uh, our staffing levels uh, covered. So, uh, but as this uh, continues, we're just not sure at, you know, where we're going to be at uh, looking at the primary elections. That's why we're really encouraging voters to uh, request a vote by mail. In order for people to vote by mail, they probably have to have an updated address. How can they update that? Well, they, you know, vote by mail, uh, they can make their request online at votealachua.com. That's just the simplest way to do it. Uh, they can call us oh, and, and request it at 352-374-5252. Request it through our vote by mail coordinator, Michael Bruckman at M. B-R-U-C-K-M-A-N at AlachuaCounty.us. Kim, how are you doing personally with all this? Uh, oh, boy. I just don't know when I've seen the date uh, a good uh, sleep. But, <laughs> but uh, other than that, it was just great uh, getting the election behind us because there were so many things that happened prior to, of course, the coronavirus, and then we had uh, two of our polling places we had to change because of the order from the governor. But we were dealing with a lot, especially trying to find a lot of um, 
hand sanitizers, uh, you know, wipes and just disinfectant. It was just, it was just really a trying time, but we were able to get what we needed to uh, carry through uh, the elections. But you have to recall, all over the state. Uh, all the elections office were in the same boat. We were all looking for supplies, uh, you know. So when this initially came, uh, started, you know, right away we ordered a lot of things that we needed. So uh, we were, there was a concern that we wouldn't be able to, you know, be able to have all that we needed, but it worked out that we did. So uh, we just wanted to make sure that we were not, not only just protecting the voters, the poll workers as well, as well as the staff. So uh, it, it's definitely a concern that we are, you know, taking very seriously and uh, making sure our polling places, you know, we had everything we need to just uh, keep everything wiped down and cleaned. And so it, it definitely added an additional stress. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, we just really just want to really have voters to uh, request their vote by mail ballot now. Um, uh, as I said, we don't know, you know, far as the virus, where where we're going to be in terms of, uh, you know, election day, uh, voting. Uh, but uh, if they have concerns, uh, I think the best thing would be uh, to request the vote by mail. And if they decide that they're going to go to vote. Uh, on election day or an early voting site, they still have backup, you know, uh, a vote by mail ballot. But um, I, I just really would like to make that push and encourage voters to request a vote by mail. Kim A. Barton, thank you. From the Front Lines is a production of the Innovation News Center at the College of Journalism and Communications at the University of Florida. Thank you to our producers, Taylor Levesque, Daniela Mora, Anthony Montalto, Josh Williams, and Melissa Fato. And a special thank you to Matt Abramson for his work behind the scenes. Join us tomorrow for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and of course, thanks for listening.